I'm a giant when I stand Ballin' like the Jets, startin' Jersey like the Nets To New York like the Mets, yeah I win like the Yanks Like the past, spell a check, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah On myself, yeah I bet, yeah I put blood to the switch, yeah From the East to the West, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah This podcast is sponsored by JB Sports Memorabilia. We love cards and so do they. It just works. Now let's get this show started. Baseball, you know, it's been a little while. Got a hot stove Monday or Tuesday, you know. It's Monday night right now. Maybe we'll drop this tomorrow morning, morning night. We're going to have to see. But um, it's been a long time, brother. How's everything been? You know, we had the Super Bowl. Trevor Bauer signs literally as soon as I arrived to your apartment in Tampa. So we didn't really get a chance to talk about that. So we're going to start there. Yeah, what's going on, bro? Yeah, and um, we did have a busy week last week. This week we took a little time off, and now we're getting back to it because baseball is right around the corner. So Two days. Exactly, yeah. Once I picked you up from the airport in uh, Tampa <laughs> International, and I will just say that Tampa International Airport, picking anybody up is so much easier than picking people up in Newark. Oh, it's not yeah. even a competition. But um, I will say this. Uh, once the news broke and you got in the backseat of my car and you told me that Trevor Bauer is going to sign and like, listen, I, I'm shocked where he signed and Jules, I'll let you break it down. But all I'm going to say, I was shocked. All I thought is you, everyone knew where I, th- where we all expected him to go. You know, yeah. he was dropping hints, him and Rachel Luber were dropping hints all, um, off season. And he was, ve- so, you know what, Jules, why don't you break it down for everybody? So we were literally getting our pub subs as this took place. And I was actually late by a few minutes. Guys uh, got some texts to my phone saying Bauer to the Dodgers. I was like, okay, let's see. Because, of course, we had to mess up with Bob Nightingale, who was just <laughs> absolutely <laughs> terrible. I, like, I, I don't understand how that guy's verified, but that's for here and there. The guy gets everything wrong. It's, it's a mess. But <laughs> he said they had to deal with Bauer and the Mets. Of course, that doesn't happen. So... This time, our buddy John Heyman breaks the news before Bauer can. He beats Bauer, which I was surprised by. I think you were, too. We all thought yeah. Bauer was going to break it first, and he did not want Heyman breaking that news. Either did Luba, obviously. They made right. that very clear, but he does anyway because he has a ton of sources. Not even a Scott Boris thing. He gets it done, though. And then he says Dodgers. So some people are like, oh, is this a Nightingale situation? Is it really Dodgers? And this time I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, this one's real. I didn't think he was telling. I, Heyman doesn't really whiff like that. That's he like we, we poke fun at him like for fun sometimes, but he's actually pretty good at what he does for the most part. He just has a little too much fluff sometimes. Yeah, I agree. Listen, when it comes to uh, people reporting news and all that and who gets it right listen john Heyman. we all like to join and i like to joke around with john Heyman. we got a little inside joke but uh no he doesn't really whiff like that no he, he doesn't state the, like every time he tweets i want to put the captain obvious logo right there with him but uh uh night and get nightingale is is honestly every time he tweets literally like anytime he <laughs> if he's like oh breaking news with this i'm like nah i don't believe a word you're saying like, I, <laughs> same with fo- listen i'm the same way with football if oh, adam man. Schefter or Ian, Ian Rappaport don't tweet it i usually just read it i'll do my yeah. research what they do and with baseball it's either passing rosenthal and hey i'll go with Heyman too so, uh, yeah, i like feinstein and john morosi also they do a good job i'll put them in the ranks as well and of course our yankee guys hoik sweeney and curry they'll always be good too yeah absolutely so yeah with that you know talking about trevor bauer to the dodgers and honestly i, I thought he was going to go to the mets i said this all off season i thought it At was inevitable end. i thought the mets really were intriguing to him and you know what? It was a great landing spot. That was a big fish for them. They would That's a Thanos move. But no, the Dodgers yeah. made sure that didn't happen. And the Dodgers, here's what the Dodgers did. They saw what the Padres are doing out there in Slam Diego and said, nope, this is our, this is our uh, city, this, our state, excuse me. This is our division, and this is our championship, and nobody's going to take it from us. And they go out and sign the best pitcher on the market. Absolutely sensational by the Dodgers. I say this all the time. Money must grow on trees out there in California. 
please, literally, I would love to move out there and live underneath the money tree wherever the Dodgers and the Padres come up with all this cash. It's crazy. So uh, the thing is, you know what? Trevor Bauer, looking at this, you know, he he was a Dodger fan. He went to college in in L.A. with Rachel Luber. They were, and hearing their story together, they were both student athletes, and they were now they're working together. It's such a gr- inspiration, such a great story. The one thing I will say is, listen, the guy grew up a Dodgers fan, and his dream was to pitch for the Dodgers. And listen, the Mets made a great offer, enticing offer. He liked what he saw, but the Dodgers gave him something, an offer he couldn't refuse. So he's out there in L.A. He's home. But I will tell you this. I, I, I was shocked. I thought the Mets had that in the bag. Um, all offseason, we, we were saying that this guy was going to be this pitching staff with DeGrom. You're getting Syndergaard back. You have him. You have Stroman. You have – and who else they have? Who's the other guy they have? They uh, Carrasco's in the mix yeah, now. Yeah, they, that, they got Luda Sessi. That's they a, lost the all-star Lugo. lineup. They have uh, Peterson's pretty good too, um, but the Dodgers absolutely—they took over. They the Dodgers stepped up here. They also re-signed Justin Turner, showing no abandon for the luxury tax. Yankees have not decided to follow suit, and they are strictly sticking to the two ten. But we'll get to them soon. Um, this is a crazy move for the Dodgers. We weren't expecting this. I really thought that the Dodgers were kind of like not in it. Um, they were all saying the Dodgers were a distant second to the Mets, all the insiders. I thought that too. I thought the Dodgers would go like two for like 80-ish maybe, but what they did was they made him the highest paid player. It's basically a two-year deal. He gets $40 million the first year. He has an opt-out, which I have no idea why he would opt-out. He won't. The second year, he gets 45 has an opt-out, and that's when he'll exercise it because – the third year of the deal is only like $17 million, and that's not a lot compared to the rest of it. And if he pitches relatively well, he'll have like 25 to 30 potentially for his next AAV contract, depending like what he ends up doing. Yeah, so uh, he's definitely not going to opt out. Um, the money he got, um, I, it was funny when Julian got to my apartment, he's like, what do you think the money is? And I was like, watch it's three for a hundred. And he was like, Oh, he was like, wow. You're and what was the number Jules? It was three for one Oh two. It was, um, I think it was three for one Oh three or one Oh two. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So I was like, Oh wow. I was pretty off by three mil, but yeah, you can't pass that up. And especially to go home, to go to your, where he wanted the team he wanted to play for. Listen, my, I tip my, my cap to, um, to him, Trevor Bauer. And also I will tell you this, Rachel Luba and him, and Trevor Bauer, boy, uh, this was entertainment at its finest. Boy, they <laughs> they were trolling everybody. They, uh, you hear John Heyman going uh, DMing Rachel Luba asking for information, like a hundred text messages, it, no answer. It, it's hilarious. <laughs> it really is. And it and, was. You know, uh... They just did what they had to do, and he got the job done. So you know what? Hats off to Bauer. But uh, I'm just going to tell you this: this Dodger team is is filthy. They get uh, Turner back. They're they're scary as hell. This team, and I will tell you this, this team will be in the World Series. Uh, you could book it right now. It, with that pitching staff and that lineup, if they don't make the World Series, there's something wrong. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, they're the World Series favorites again. They've solidified themselves. I can check the odds in a little bit maybe. But, um, yeah, the Dodgers are just too nasty. You look at Trevor Bauer now. People are going to say he's a fluke. The 11-game sample size is not what he is. Okay, that's fine. It's not. But – I think he's closer to that than what he's been for most of his career because this is an ascending player. He's only 30 years old. We've seen a lot of pitchers get better in their 30s. I think he can be another example of that. All his um, metrics look up. You know, he's a very big analytical guy. He talks about the three days rest, but I doubt the Dodgers will implement that unless it's playoff time because they have so many arms in that rotation. It's an embarrassment of riches. you got Bauer, Buehler. You got Kershaw, David Price is coming back, Julio Urias, who had an outstanding World Series. You have Tony Gonsolin and Dustin May as your six and seven starters. These guys are in every rotation in baseball almost, except the Dodgers rotation. It's just absolutely an embarrassment of riches. They also get um they added Knievel in their bullpen. They lost um Florio and Baez, uh Alexander too, but um they have a lot of weapons in that bullpen still. The only concern for me is going to be who's going to close for them because Canley Jansen's on the decline. Yeah. Um, 
the embarrassment of riches for the Dodgers. It, it's it, the rich get richer. It's absolute insanity that um, it happened like this. It's just crazy, man. It really is. And the Dodgers, I, I applaud them for um, going out there, getting their guy and just low, just keeping this team together and adding the big fish of the off season. And it's just insanity. Just, I'm just going to tell you this, nobody. And I, I repeat, nobody's going to beat this team in the national league. In my opinion, I'm going to say this right now. I think the Padres will give them a run for their money, but the Dodgers are just too stacked. They're there every year. It's consistency. You see that they finally got over that hump winning a championship last year. And this year, they're making sure that they go back to the championship and try to defend what's theirs. So I'm going to tell you this, man, they, they, uh, I applaud their aggressiveness. I really do. Uh, their payroll. I saw something today. They're 250 million. My God, it's, it's crazy what they're doing, but listen, that's the price you pay to, to win championships. And they're exactly doing that. And you know what? It's, it's not easy, but the Dodgers, you know what? Players want to go there and play. They just push out talent. And you know what? They're going to be there and it's going to be fun. I'm going to tell you what, this season's going to be fun. I'm excited to see what it has in store. I really am because the Dodgers are going to be a team that I'm going to, in my opinion, I think 98 to 105 wins in my opinion. I, that's what I think. I really do. Yeah. I mean, look, the Padres are in an unfortunate situation because they'd probably win almost any other division besides the one they're in. Yep. But they unfortunately have to play the best team in baseball 20 yeah. plus times. Uh-huh. And that's going to be a tough order for them. Um, but, you know, they have a lot to be excited about, too. They really do. They've done a lot. They've really built their team up. The only problem with them is um, Lamette might be um, have an injury issue with his elbow. And they already have Clevenger down. So I think that's why you saw them do all of those moves they made with the rotation. Because um, Damelson Lamette might not be ready to go come opening day. He might miss some time. So I think they were smart to get Snell. They get Musgrove. They get Darvish. They signed three guys. Obviously, they have Mackenzie Gore waiting in the wings, Chris Paddock still. If if um, Lamette's healthy, then the sky's the limit for the Padres. I think they'll win like 95-plus games. Dodgers will be over 100, though. Um, the Dodgers' payroll's ridiculous. I'm pretty sure they're done, but I guess I, you can't rule anything out. What's up, GNT Nation? Have you subscribed to our YouTube channel yet? Subscribe to us at Grunt Talks MLB. Once again, that's Grunt Talks MLB. You could also catch us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now back to the show. Like I said, money grows <laughs> on trees out there, so you never know what's going to happen. Just like the, the Rams, I guess. <laughs> yep, it's a California thing. <laughs> Yeah, send some of that over to New York. We could use some of that over here. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Could you send that my way to Brandon, Florida, too? That'd be great. I so here's what money. I'm looking. So here's what I'm looking at now with odds. It says the Dodgers are plus four fifty to plus four hundred range. Yankees are plus six hundred to six fifty. Padres six fifty and nine hundred. Then the White Sox coming in fourth with fourteen hundred, a thousand. So um, White Sox, like I said, we've said this all off season, brother. I think they are the biggest threat for the Yankees right now. I'm not worried about the Astros. I'm definitely not worried about the Red Sox. I'm not worried about the A's or Angels, obviously. I'm not worried about the Twins because we already know why. I'm not worried about the Indians because their payroll is lower than the Pirates. And the Blue Jays don't have any pitching still. Tampa Bay lost some pitching, and their bats still aren't up to par. But they're going to be a thorn in our side. I think we agree with the American League picture. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think the White Sox are definitely going to be a thorn in the Yankees' side, as you said, absolutely. Um, the one thing, listen, this year in terms of the Yankees, the one thing that I, I feel if one thing works in their way for the first time in a long time, they're going to be okay, and that's their health. That's what the problem is. It's always been a matter of health. Can the Yankees – they're going to play 162 games this year, knock on wood. We need everybody to stay healthy. That's been the problem for the Yankees for quite some time. And, you know, you talk this year, you know what? I think, you know what? It's 162 games. I think the Yankees are angry. They're, they're hungry for a championship. They haven't won in over the, they haven't won since 09. It's been 11 years. 
it, it's it's just long or 12 years. It's long overdue. And the Yankees, you know what? This offseason, what did they do? They bring back LeMayhew. They add Corey Kluber. Yes, you know what? Is he... You know what? Is he a question mark? Yeah, he is. But if we could get at least something out of him, we'll be fine. And the Yankees, you know what, Jules, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Sweeney Murdy just tweeted five minutes ago that the Yankees deal for Justin Wilson is done. Oh, it is finally. Holy yeah. shit. Finally. It's OK, done. I got to tweet that actually. Thanks for letting me know. OK. Thank you. All right. So the Yankees finally secured Justin Wilson. We want to talk about this. It's finally done. Is it minor leagues or major leagues, brother? It, um, it, he just said the deal with Justin Wilson is done. Rejoined Yankees pitch for them in 2015. Uh, it does not say here that um, if it's a minor league deal or not, but he just said that. Um, and some, oh, Andy Martino tweeted it should be $4 million this year. That's what they said. For Wilson? Yeah. One year, four million, or is there two years? Um, it doesn't say. He said it'd just be around uh, four million this year. I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb from what Andy Martino said in his tweet. I'm reading it's probably a one year, four mil. Okay, so we'll wait for that to come out. I actually had a big tweet on Justin Wilson, so this is good news. I'm gonna bring that up. We're going to talk about Justin Wilson. So what are your thoughts, brother? I think we're done for Rosenthal, unfortunately. That's the only thing I'll say about about this. Yeah, you know what? I I mean, we both talked about this tirelessly off air, and we said we really wanted Rosenthal. We felt it. You know what? Justin Wilson, you know what? It's not Rosenthal, but I think Justin Wilson will suffice. I I, I like the move. You know what? For this $4 million, especially for one year, you can't beat it. I mean, you really can't beat it. It adds a nice arm to our bullpen. I'm extremely excited for this. And you know what? I think the Yankees, they saw this as a move they had to make, and that's exactly what they did. I'm very, very happy about it. I'm excited. And the one thing with this is it gives the Yankees more flexibility in the bullpen, which we needed. I'm excited, man. I really am. I really, really am. We got rid of Adovino. You add Justin Wilson. And you know what? I think tides are turning. The Yankees bullpen is going to go back to being that dominant force and the strength of this team. And I'm just, you know what? I applaud Brian Cashman for doing this. The season's right around the corner and adding a guy like Justin Wilson. Like we said, we wish it was Rosenthal, but I think we could both agree. Justin Wilson will definitely take. Yeah, you know, there's been so much smoke around this for the last two days. You saw, we talked about it. Robert Murray was actually on this before anyone, so he gets the credit here. Mm-hmm. He was the first one to talk about this, and Heyman, then Rosenthal, et cetera. But um, he had this for two days ago. Yesterday morning, I wake up, I see it's getting close. Again, this morning, John Heyman, it's getting close. So I'm like, okay, what's going on here? This was very similar to the Pax um, Talion deal for me because they kept saying it was close, but we were waiting for official word. And then some people were getting nervous that it wasn't going to happen, but I knew what this one was going to happen. If it's around $4 million, then yeah, Rosenthal's done. The only thing you might see is Brett Gardner return, which doesn't really excite us, but it is what mm-hmm. it is at this point. I'll live with it. I think we all have to if it happens. I mean, whatever, but... Wilson for his bullpen's big. That's our that's our uh, sixth high leverage bullpen guy now. You're gonna have Darren O'Day in the mix. Loisic is gonna be in the mix. Sessa will be in the mix. So you're basically looking at one spot. Comes down to Albert Abreu, who's have options. You have Nick Nelson, who's very underrated. And a lot of people in Yankees camp really like him, and they think he could break the team. And then you have Michael King potentially. So Wilson, I mean, we wanted the righty, but here's the thing I like about this, and I'll talk more, and I'll like. You go with your reaction more. Um, I do like this move because we needed a lefty besides Britton and Chapman in the high leverage situations. And Wilson's good against lefties. He's actually better against righties than you would think. I'll get to that soon. But I like this move. I do. He's only 33 still. He still has a left in the tank. He pitched pretty well last year. So what else do you think about this? And what do you think about the makeup of the Yankees bullpen? I, I love the move. Like you said, getting a lefty uh... – a lefty arm in the bullpen. We needed that as well. And you know what? Being great, a lefty arm in the in our bullpen comes in usually against uh, lefties. And you know what? Being great, good against righties, that's huge too. I, I think that's huge for us as well. I think in the bullpen, you know what? Adding him, I think it makes the Yankees bullpen still the best. Listen, even when they had Adovino and we, when we lost Adovino, traded him away to the Red Sox. Thank you very much, by the way. Um <laughs> When you see that, you know what? The Yankees still had the best bullpen in baseball. I think, you know, the Yankees bullpen is something that they've crafted 
for quite some time, and they just keep adding arms. They tried Adovino. It, it didn't work out long-term, unfortunately, because we all were Adovino fans, including myself. Yeah, I was too. But when you look at Justin Wilson, I mean, I'll take it. I, I like it. You know what? You could put, you could plug him in in any inning. He could do a lot of things for you. I, I love it. I, I love what we have. The mid-inning guys, the setup guy, um, and our closer, of course, is Chapman. Of course, I love Chapman as our closer. I absolutely love it. I think that the Yankees bullpen is a force to be reckoned with. I think adding Justin Wilson, you're going to see you're not going to see a lot of mistakes this year. When you saw like Adovino really struggle, you're not going to see that from Justin Wilson. I think you're going to really, really see him perform exceptionally well with us. And I, I like his pitches too. I like his stuff. I really do. And Yankee, like I said, I can't rave about the Yankees bullpen enough. You keep adding these arms, getting Darren O'Day in there. You know what? Who knows what he, you know what, with him, maybe we'll get some nice innings out of him. I, I, it was a low risk, high reward signing in my opinion, but with Justin Wilson, I think, you know what, a lot of teams are going to regret passing on him and the getting falling to us for $4 million, especially if it's for one year. I mean, it's a steal. I think the Yankees uh, are walking away with this with a huge smile on their face, walking into uh pitchers and catchers report this week and they like it. I really do. And you know what? I think come, uh, when the season starts and once he's in there, I think he's going to become a fan favorite, in my opinion. I really do. Watch out for that. I really think he's going to be something special. Yeah, I'm excited for this move, too. Uh, uh, it's not what we were expecting. He's obviously doesn't have to go too far because he was just with the Mets. And uh-huh. um, honestly, this is good because um, we need a lefty in there for sure. And I like this move a lot, like I said. I think it's a nice deal. If it's only three or four, like I said, you're probably only looking at Gardner, but I'll get to some of the advanced stuff I was looking up on him before. Kind of had a feeling this is going to happen, so I set everyone up. I'm going to have to put this tweet back into the universe. Let's see. I think you'll like it, too. A lot of promising stuff here. Okay, so here's what I said. Sign me up for Justin Wilson. These peripherals look pretty promising. His biggest problem, though, is the walks for nine innings. He gives up four walks per nine, which is not good. And obviously, that's Adam Adovino-esque. But he leaves 75% of the runners on base. So he does a good job of not letting them score, at least. Mm-hmm. Nine Ks per nine. So one K per inning is the best way to put it. I messed that up before, too. It's one K per inning. His splits against lefties and righties aren't as lopsided as you might think. His FIP against lefties is 3.16. And his FIP against righties is 3.44. So it's not too big of a disparity here. And all this stuff looks good. The exit velocity, he, well, he didn't get hit hard last year. Um, he didn't get barreled. He struck out a good amount of batters. His fastball spin in velo is decent. Average is 95 in the fastball. He has the cutter and the slider. So he's a three-pitch pitcher. And, yeah, the biggest problem is the walks, obviously. And the whiff rate was a little bit low. But, um. I guess like this, that's a swing and miss is the whiff rate, not the actual strikeouts. I guess he got more guys looking. But, yeah, I mean, this is a lot of good information. I think it gives me a good feeling that he's going to be just fine. Yeah, and and, and um, the Bleacher Creatures just tweeted. They said the Yankees 2021 bullpen. I'll read it off. Chapman, Britton, Green, O'Day, Wilson, Sessa, Luizica, Nelson, and German when he comes back. And they also said that's a lot better than seeing Adovino, Holder, Lyons, Avalon, and Hale on a nightly basis would have liked one more shutdown guy, but some, but maybe someone will step up like Medina. So uh, Medina. Yeah. So listen, looking at this bullpen now, all these guys, I mean, I love it. I think automatically our bullpen's a hell of a lot better than it was uh, a year ago. I mean, love it. Especially when, if Garmon comes back, we could plug if, if he's not going to star for us, we could plug him in. In the bullpen? Oh, my God. I absolutely love it. Absolutely yeah, We tremendous. have a lot of options out there. A lot of options in this bullpen. This is the bullpen we wanted. Do we want Rosenthal? Yeah, absolutely. Would I have rather Rosenthal and O'Day and Justin Wilson? Yeah, I probably would have. I'm not going to lie because I really think he's that good. I think you think so, too. Of course but, I do. But it does give us different aspects which makes me happy. We have a, we get a side armor, which no one really has anymore. And we get a lefty. So, you know what? I'm not too upset about it. I'm really not. Do I, do I want Rosenthal? Yeah. Do I still want him? Yeah. If we could somehow do that and say, screw the luxury tax, I would be happier than anyone. I'm sure you would too, mm-hmm. but I just don't expect that at this point. The only way that happens if they do a trade, but 
no one's really tradable, although there was something very interesting I think you need to take note of. And I actually forgot to tell you this yesterday. I don't know if you saw this, but um, Bob Clappage, the insider who we talked to from time to time with the text messages, said um, the, the Yankees are only giving Sanchez four to six weeks to figure it out when the season starts. Really? They don't have a long leash for them at all. So the Yankees might pull the trigger on Sanchez if he doesn't get himself together. Uh, you know what? Listen, Gary Sanchez, I'm cheering for Gary Sanchez to really turn it around. Listen, I got ridicule. I'm not going to go deep into it. I got ridicule for my opinion on Gary. Uh, listen, you know what? I, I hope he figures it out. I really do. There's nobody who's a bigger fan than Gary than I am. I, it's unfortunate to see what's been going down. Like I said, you know, I voiced my opinion on how I felt about him, what I've seen the past few years, and people disagree, and it is what it is. But listen, um, I'm actually kind of shocked at that. You know what? Uh, but his struggles have been bad. So you know what? They're gonna ha- they're gonna figure out in the first month of the season if, if he really cleaned himself up. If what we saw in the um, Dominican leagues where he was in and playing, we'll see what what happens with that. But you know, man, it's it's crazy. It really is because then the Yankees got to figure out what the catcher, who's going to be our everyday catcher. So fingers crossed that Gary figures it out. But if he doesn't, the Yankees will not have a luxurious problem. They're going to have a severe problem. Yeah, I agree, brother. I really do. Because without, if he doesn't get it together, that means Higgy's your starting catcher, which we don't necessarily want. Is he Higgy's the type of guy you want to back up? Could you use him in a pinch to start sometimes? I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Especially since Garrett Cole pitches well to him. So that's a good thing, obviously. Most mm-hmm. important thing about everything. But um, yeah, if he doesn't get it together, I don't know what the Yankees do because we've talked about this for a while. There's not really many upgrades on the catching market. But as bad as Gary Sanchez has been, who are you bringing in right now that's replacing him? And you can guarantee it's going to do a better job. Yeah, I have no idea, man. It's it's just it's a problem. So I'm telling you this: the Yankees are literally giving Gary Sanchez, as what you're saying, as it was reported, a month to figure it out. So literally, there's no margin for error. It's zero. Like literally, Gary, you got to figure it out and figure it out fast. Listen, we all understand. Sometimes the Yankee hitters start off the season slow. We get it. It happens. But Gary Sanchez in the past few years started out slow, and then he just doesn't pick it back up. And like we said, his um, struggles go from at the plate and behind the plate too, pass balls and everything like that. So a lot of things need to uh, be fixed. So a lot of things riding on the first month of the season for the Yankees, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just part of it. I mean, think about Talion and Kluber, the question marks they have behind them still. What are we going to get from them? That's big. But I like stacking up these pitchers. The Yankees have options. We have now around eight to nine starting pitchers on Severino returns. If you want to throw Michael King and Nick Nelson into the starting ring, um, we have a bunch of bullpen guys now. This bullpen's very deep. I'm about to – I think I, I went through the options before, but someone had a good tweet I'm trying to pull up about, like, where the power structure stands in the Yankees' bullpen. And I think it's definitely worth noting out. So, obviously – our high leverage guys haven't changed. It's Chapman, it's Britain, it's Green. You're looking at nine, eight, seven right there. Seven, eight, nine, whatever. Um, then you have a bunch of Darren O'Day and Justin Wilson, Luis Cecil, Wiseka. And like I said before, Michael King, Nick Nelson, and Abreu are going to be in the Nick mix for that last spot. So I'm going to ask you. If we think those five and Cecil and Wiseka are locks, or maybe you don't think they're locks, Who's the eight pitchers you want in the bullpen for the Yankees? Okay. Um, well, what um what I just pulled up before and I'll uh what I said before the in the bullpen that I really I really want and looking at it is well, I'm gonna pull it up. Yeah, so Chapman, Britton, Green, O'Day, Wilson. Um I I'm gonna say this. I want German in there if he's gonna come back. So so do you want him starting as the fifth, or do you want him actually in the bullpen? No, I, I don't mind how we use him. I'll be honest. I don't oh, okay. Him. You just want him back in period. Yes, okay. I just want him back. I like him. I know okay. he's had a lot of struggles. The, the, the domestic violence we don't condone, but if he cleaned himself up and he could come back and, you know what, fix himself, I, I want him just pitching, period, because he could be very, very uh, reliable for us. 
And here's the thing. So I have five locks right there. I'm going to tell you this. You know what? I, I like King. I really do. You have been a big King guy. I've always been a King guy. What I've seen last year, too, from the scrimmages I loved. Um, King. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give Luizica. So I'll give you that. And then the eighth, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, you know what? Uh, I'll, you know what? Screw it. I'll stick with Nelson. Okay, so you would you would ditch Sessa and um yeah. uh, Bray you at that point then yeah. and you would put Nelson in there? Yeah. That's what I would do. Wow. And our buddies at MLB Network MLB Marathon had this before Murray, and they t- actually told me hours ago it was a done deal, like at 3 30. So gotta give them some props there. I mean, this was such a strange thing how how it went down. Like MLB Network said it was a minor league deal. I never thought it was gonna be a minor league deal. If it's $4 million, there's no way it's a minor league deal. I think that was just a mistake in the network, honestly. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. It's it's really something. I'll tell you that. So what I would do with the bullpen is I think the Yankees like Sessa as much as we might not. And I think I'm like warming up to him like here and there. He's a hot and cold. But I'm assuming the Yankees don't let him walk yet. I think he gets a spot. Those five are locks, obviously. Lewis is going to Yankees love. He's getting a spot. And the eighth spot's going to be tough because Albert Abreu, they like, he throws 100-plus, but they can't send him down. But I'm starting to feel Nick Nelson, too. I've heard a lot about Nelson. Brian Hoyk raves about Nelson, and he thinks that he's going to be a big X factor for the Yankees, so I'm going to take his word for it. And I'm going to put Nelson in the bullpen also. I think they're going to have to figure out what to do with Abreu, unfortunately, if that's the case. And they might have to trade him or DFA him. No, they could probably trade him. He has some value, I think. Yeah. And then um, I think um, King is going to be in the minors to start the season. But he's going to get a lot of shots at it because I can see them going with openers for that fifth spot. Like Herman and Garcia are going to battle for the fifth spot, in my opinion. And then you'll see King in there sometimes as an opener. I think you're going to see a lot of shuffling. Another thing to know is that the rosters are only 26 players this year. We're not going back to 28. You know what? Yeah, like, um, here's the thing. You know what? With the bullpen, it's going to be interesting how they do it. Like I I said, I like King, but I think, you know what, the five that are locks and then the other three, you know what? It's going to be a toss-up to see. But looking at, you know what, those the roster 26 and they're not doing 28, you know what? That's two extra players they could have had. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. really is. And also, thanks for the update, brother, because I would not have even known if you did not tell me because I was not checking the phone. I was doing the podcast. So appreciate you doing the updates. I love breaking news in the podcast while we do it. It always makes it I knew. Fun, so. Listen, listen, I knew you would. I had to, I, uh, I have Twitter up on um, Safari right now. So I was looking and it just popped up. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to uh, say this right after I got to break this. I, I thought you were going to. I didn't want to like spoil it. I know we were going to wait for it, but I was like, all right, yeah, I don't know if he knows this. I'm just going to see if he knows. I'm going to let him know. No, I was literally about to do it like at that time too, because um, we were finishing up with Bauer and all that, which was obviously much more significant still. I mean, Justin Wilson's nice, but (laughs) that's not going to move the needle too much. But hey, I mean, it's going to help us in the playoffs. We have a ton of options out of the bullpen now. Also, I think another interesting thing here is that Rosenthal is going to go to the Mets. I think I feel like the Mets have to sign him at this point. Like, why wouldn't they? Let's I don't know do- what the Mets are doing, honestly, right now. They've been quiet. I think they're still stunned at what happened with um, Trevor Bauer, in my opinion, that they're trying to uh, pick up the pieces and uh, do um, and see what they're going to do next. But yeah, you know what? That's a good point. You know what? They lost Justin Wilson. And if they get Rosenthal, that that's a good landing spot. I really do. I like that. I like that a lot. You know what? I think it makes a lot of sense for them too. Yeah, why not, dude? I mean, they're under the luxury tax still. They whiffed on Bauer. James Paxson, who we have to talk about, and I can finally get this off my chest as I've been waiting all season for this. So people could stop saying he's gonna resign. But for the Mets, I mean, they're under the luxury tax by like 20 million still, at least, maybe a little more. Um, apparently they don't want to go over. Is there a Chris Bryant trade in the works? I know we've talked about that a lot. But we'll circle back to Brian in a bit. I want to talk about Paxton. So he goes back to the Mariners. This was a stunner to me. 
We both thought Blue Jays for a while, but we both knew months ago he wasn't coming back to the Yankees. People were like, oh, would he take this deal? Oh, could we squeeze him in? Oh, why not add him to the upside with this injury risk? I'm like, no, 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 and no. I was getting sick of seeing it, like, because we just knew it wasn't going to happen. No disrespect to James, who we actually both like a lot. And he had a nice tweet thanking Yankee fans and saying it's going to work out and all that. But he was a big game pitcher. He pitched well last year in our last win at Yankee Stadium in the playoffs. Unfortunately, we missed him by a day. We were both big, big Maple guys. I have the shirt you got for me. Thank you so much, by the way. I was going to get the black jersey too, Big Maple, but I had a feeling he wasn't going to stay. But what are your final thoughts on Big Maple? One year, 8.5 to go back to Seattle. Incentives boosted up to 10. My big question is, do you think it was smart for the Yankees to choose Kluber over Paxton? Yeah, I do. I think that, you know what, Paxton, his injuries were just – it just couldn't work out, and it wasn't working out for the Yankees. He showed flashes, but it wasn't at a consistent basis. So I think, you know what, they had to move on from him. They really did. And um, listen, you know what, going back to Seattle, and that's where he was successful. He was successful in Seattle, and I think he knows that, and he wanted to go back to his, you know, pitching dominant ways. And you know what, it's 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 always something. It's a trend sometimes. Yankee pitchers that come to the Yankees don't really pitch well. We've seen it. Randy Johnson, you know, Sonny Gray, um, the, what was his name? Um, from the Marlins, who we got that Bobby guy. Bobby Vasquez, Mike Pineda. Yeah, um, who's um, the other dude they've been what, talking Carl about? Carl Pavano. That's Nathan Navaldi. Like, the list goes on and on. Yeah, so with, with Paxton, it unfortunately didn't work out, but I have nothing but respect for James Paxton, I really liked him on the Yankees. I thought he gave it his all all the time, but it just yeah, didn't, he did. It didn't work out, and you can't question his effort. It was there. Um, he dealt with a lot of injuries with he us. He pitched hurt for us too. Like he really tried his best. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out. Like he he was pitching through pain for a little bit for the Yankees. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. And and the thing is, uh, you know what? Like we said, I, I applaud him. I wish him well in Seattle. Just not when we go up against him. But uh. I really think that going back to Seattle for eight and a half and it with incentives gets up to 10. I think, listen, the last time he was successful was in Seattle. And he, I think he feels that going back to where he was pitching exceptionally well, he's going to go back there. And you know what? Maybe we'll see the old Paxton of old. I wish him well. So do I. I really do too. But here's the thing. I wish him well to a certain extent. Because I have a lot of respect for him, as we said. He was a big game pitcher, like we said. He did well. He shut out the Red Sox at one time. Shot one time. Uh, he shut down the Astros in the regular season, too, 19. Um, but if he does better than Kluber, that's a disaster. Yeah, it is a disaster. We're, you know what? Listen, we paid Kluber a lot of money. We're hoping that he could. We know he's not what he used to be. We're just hoping that he could be you know what, at least something like you used to be. We're not going to ask. We can't ask for the dominant guy he once was, the ace he once was, because he's not there anymore. The injuries are just have mounted up. He's not the same pitcher. But if we could get something like in the midst of that, you know, some, some, just a little something, I think we're going to be just fine. But we're, we're taking a big gamble with Corey Kluber. We really are. Yeah, look, here's what I said about it. And I don't know if you saw this tweet, but I think it's what ends up happening here. So the Yankees looked at Paxton's medicals and they saw something they didn't like, obviously, like with his surgery and whatnot. Also, the showcase's velocity was down at 94, kind of how it was last year that we saw for the majority of the season. But Corey Kluber was only throwing like 91 in his showcase. But I think with Kluber, he doesn't need to rely on velocity as much we've seen. Paxton has good breaking stuff, but he's good. He's at his best when he's saying 97, 98. I don't know how effective Paxton is at 94. Yeah, it's it's going to be something. I I think that with Coy Kluber, yeah, we don't have to rely on velocity. I agree 100%. Um, Paxton losing velocity, that might be a problem. I do agree with you on that, but the one thing I think – with Kluber, listen, it's a high-risk signing for us. It always was. We're taking a big right. gamble. We're going to the blackjack table with all of our chips right now. Yeah. And we have an ace right now, and we're hoping that the dealer uh, puts us down a jack. But he also <laughs> has an ace as well. So the yeah. one thing we're doing is we're taking a big gamble, but it's a high-risk, but a high-reward. It's a 50-50 shot. So let's hope that uh, we're on the, the good end of the 50-50. 
I have a good scenario for you, too. So let's pretend that Corey Kluber's red and Paxton's black. We're putting $11 million on red instead of black, basically. Yeah. It's, it's, and that's we're hoping what, that red hits. Yeah, we're just hoping that uh, it happens <laughs> like that. But I think the one thing that makes me feel comfortable, I think you'll agree with this, too, is that um, the Yankees had the inside track because of Eric Caressi and Matt Blake. So they know how he pitches. Caressi's hands on his rehab. So they must have said, he'll be fine. You guys can do this. Trust us. Go get him. And they said, okay. They paid $11 million, which was generous. But the crazy thing is that there were people willing to pay more. That was not the highest offer. Corey Kluber took a discount because he liked the staff, obviously, that he has familiarity with. And he wanted to win a World Series. I don't know what other teams actually offer. Maybe Boston did. I don't know, per se. But, um, yeah, I'm... It's going to be something to see. It is. Yeah. No, he took a discount to come to the Yankees because he's ring chasing at that point. At this point in his career, he's chasing a ring. And what better way to had one in 2016? What's that? He almost had one in 2016. He did. he did. Yeah. He's chasing a ring right now. And you know what? He He's from Boston, but he saw that team is a train wreck. They're rebuilding and he sees the Yankees in their win now mode. And what take less money to go win a championship. You're going to be right there. So, with Corey, like we said, the Corey Kluber signing is is it's a high risk, high reward type of signing. So let's just hope that we come out on top with this. Absolutely, brother. And of course, we're going to talk about all off season. The big question is: Are is Talion and Kluber greater than Ta- Tanaka and Paxton? Yep, we're going to see. We're going to we're going to see. And that's going to be a big topic of our podcast every. Uh, Every week when we do baseball going forward. So it's going to be, you know, the spotlight is on uh, Talion and Kluber. It is. The spotlight's on them. The camera and the big market that is Yankees baseball is spotlight is all on them. The, sh- the show goes on. And let's just hope that they can give us great production. A hundred percent, brother. That's going to be something to watch. We hope you're enjoying the show so far. Follow us on Instagram at Grunt Talks Team. Twitter, Grunt Talks NFL. Again, Instagram, Grunt Talks Team. Twitter, Grunt Talks NFL. Now back to the show. Another thing Bob Nightingale got wrong. While we were eating at the Sugar Factory, we find out Marcelo Zuda resides with the Braves. Nightingale said, I think he put out the tweet, that Ozuna's unlikely to reside with the Braves and there's almost been no interest. Of course, he goes back to the Braves. Four years, 64, gets pumped up to um, five for eight. What do you think about Ozuna going back to the Braves? That was definitely notable too. Yeah, it is. Um... The one thing I do, I Ozuna's a great player, and the Braves, you know what, going back, it, it was it was a win-win. I think he likes it out there. The Braves are still a great team, and you know what, he's one of their best players. So what, they had to bring him back, and they they bring him back, and it all you know works out. I uh, I honestly, in my opinion, you know what, as as the off season kept going on, and everyone was signing quickly, especially because they said that. The off season, I mean, the season was starting on time. They were, he wasn't going to take his time anymore. And he just, the Braves threw, gave him a great offer that he couldn't refuse. So it's a great signing by them to keep him in that lineup. I agree a hundred percent because they didn't really do anything to help the lineup this off season. If they lost him, it would only be getting weaker. I was checking their lineup. I was like, it looks kind of weak without us doing that. At first I was like, where's the fit because of the age thing. But as um Brian Warnay said that, Ozuna's defense isn't that bad. You didn't understand why teams are making that big of a deal about him just being the DH. But um, obviously the Braves figured that out. They make the move because their outfield was very um, bare without him. Like it's in besides Okuna, obviously. Um, but I think it's a great fit as well. Obviously he goes right back where he was. The Braves will be in contention with the Mets. They also need to compete with the Mets too. And the Nationals this is going to be a very tough division. Now they get Christian Pache in there, Ozuna and Ronald Acuna. They shipped MCRZ to the bench, um, which is probably better for him, even though he plays great defense. The bat's not really there. So that's going to be something to look for. It's going to be interesting to see how the Braves respond now that he's back and all that. A lot of stuff's going on in Atlanta. We got the All-Star game there this year. Yankees will be there in August. We're going to be down there for Jets-Falcons. Grunt Talks GT Sports is going to be down in the A this year for sure. Yeah. Yes, we will. We will be down in uh, Atlanta. We're going to see what hot Atlanta is all about. 
I'm really excited for that. So what should we talk about next? A few more minor signings, the rules for this year, spring training. What do you think? I think we should just, uh, you know, the, we could dive deep quickly into the minor, the, the minor signings, and then we'll get to it with uh, spring training and, um, and the rules of baseball. What's going on this year? Okay, so, I mean, we talked about Marlon Gonzalez, the Red Sox. Actually, not yet, but now we have. Um, so, Gonzalez goes to the Red Sox, $3 million. I actually predicted five to the Red Sox, so close, but not quite. Um, I mean, it, it'll help their depth, you know. The, Jackie Bradley is still floating out there. So, what do you think about this? I mean, Jackie Bradley, he's just looking to get uh, a big contract, and it's just nobody wants to give it to him. And – you know what, his play is, you know what, he's, for the Red Sox, you know what, he's been serviceable. I'm going to say that. he's He hasn't, I think he's shown flashes, but it's not at a consistent basis, in my opinion. And nobody's going to want to throw him the money that he's asking for. So he's going to have to drop his price significantly if he wants to go anywhere. So, yeah, the four uh, for 60 is outrageous. Yeah, it is. It is. So he's going to have to really come back down to earth. If he really wants to play baseball instead of waiting for somebody to get injured and someone get, and he gets signed through the year. Yeah, I mean, he's running out of time. Uh, he's not Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, so I don't get why he's waiting this long. The big money is not going to be there for him. So he needs to just figure it out. I think the Mets make sense still. Apparently, they don't want to start Omar Jr. in center field. He's more of a bench guy. Um, Astros make sense still. They lost Springer, obviously. I think it'll be one of those two teams. The Red Sox have clearly moved on. And you know what's actually pretty funny? The Red Sox payroll is actually higher than the Yankees. That, that, I'm not surprised about that either. It's because of um, sales, a big one, right? Don't sales. They still have to pay Pedroia. They have to pay um, Price still a little bit. Like, yeah, they have a mess. J.D. Martinez is making 20-plus. They extended Bogarts, Avaldi. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Man, that team's in a lot, a boatload of trouble. The only thing they did this offseason that was smart was they did get some guys that they could flip at the deadline, like Adovino, Marwin, that they can build up and try to get themselves better next year. But they're not going to get it this year. They're a fourth-place team in the AL East. Yes, they are. They're a fourth, but I agree. They're they're just not a good team. They're not going to be competitive this year. So Red Sox fans hate to break it to you, but that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I know. Like, I see a lot of false hope out there. Like, oh, our offense was good. But, no, the pitching still isn't there. Like, And the offense might take a step back. I mean, we'll see. But I'm not sold on that team at all for obvious reasons. Me neither. I'm not sold on them either. I haven't been sold on them for quite some time. Ever since 2018. So um, what else was the minor one? Let's think. So we had some um, – what else took place? I was looking at the things, free agent moves before. I mean, uh, A's get Pruitt. From the Giants, it's a minor reliever. Um, I think another reliever came off the board. Actually, I'm trying to remember who it was, because um, something got the reliever market moving. I'm trying to jog my memory for a second. Who do you think it was, brother? Okay, I went to the Padres, but that wasn't it. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I gotta see what's going on with that, but uh, hmm, that's. There was one guy that got everything moving, and they said the market was starting to pick up, and then we said Rosenthal would be soon. Who the heck was it? What? And I'm going to have to edit this, obviously, because this just doesn't look good. Um, it'll be a, This will be quick. I'll get there. Oh, that's okay. all good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking that up to see what's going on right now, too. Let me see. I mean, free agent relief pitchers. There was a guy. He was significant, too. Who the, oh, well, I mean, McGee went to the Giants. That's not the one. David Robertson threw a showcase, by the way. People were thinking about him potentially coming back to the Yankees. I can't see him being back unless it's a minor league deal at this point. Also, we've talked about it. Robertson's tenure with the Yankees and end well with the playoff share situation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised with that. I'm not surprised okay. with that at all. So I'm looking at the list. Alex Colomay went to Minnesota. We talked about that. Um, we obviously had Canley go back, go to the Dodgers. There was um, two little ones to the Reds. There's got to be someone here. I just – oh, Melanson went to the Padres. That might have been eight. That's Because um, that was a big one. Yeah, I'm not – Um. yeah, that is something. Yeah, you're right. Yep, 
That had to be the one because um, it shifted the focus off to Rosenthal not going to the Padres. Yep, yeah, that was definitely it. And then Soria went to the Diamondbacks before that. All right, yeah, so we're going to go with Melanson. That's the move. And the Padres, yeah, Rosenthal's not going back to the Padres, especially after getting Kia. So I really think it's Mets or Blue Jays, maybe even Angels. Also, we had a funny joke with Jess Klein-Schmidt, who we had a fantastic podcast with. Shout out to Jess, one of our favorite most authentic interviews to date, brother. Yep. Yeah, she was awesome. I loved it. It had me laughing. She's real. She keeps it 100 every time. You know what? There's no, forgive my language, there's no bullshitting with her. She just keeps it real, and I love it. Well, she would be proud to hear us curse out here. So I guess we could say she's fucking awesome. <laughs> she is. She goes that way. That's the way she says it. She says that way. She's fucking awesome. And that's exactly what she is. So, uh, yeah, she also told us to do it. So we're going to make sure we get it done. Our, everything's going to get done that we need to get done. All right. So that's some fun free agent talk. Nothing else really happened. You know what? Let's do the Mets and Chris Bryant. Because we, she did actually get us going with Matt Chapman a little bit, saying she couldn't comment on that, that nothing really happened. And the Mets definitely made a call about Matt Chapman, though. That much we know. Yeah, they, they did make a call. And then we talked on Matt Chapman. She did say, and you wrote an article about it, that she couldn't comment on it. So who knows what's happening with that. But the Chris Bryant situation with the Mets, I feel like, you know what, that's going to happen more likely than not, in my opinion. I think that... Chris Bryant to the Mets is something that they're trying to work out. And I feel like within the next couple, you know what, within the next couple of weeks, you'll see him in a Mets uniform, in my opinion. I really do. I agree with you, brother. I really do. It makes perfect sense. Um, I think that's the one move to make the way to make. Maybe that's why they haven't done anything yet, because that would be a good explanation for not getting some of these guys. They need a starting pitcher still potentially. Especially since Lugo went down. They need to replace Lugo. We didn't address that too much yet, but he goes down. I could, I, you know what? I really think the Mets are going to sign Taiwan Walker, though. I'm getting this feeling he's going to go to the Mets because um, Odorizzi, I think, is out of their price range. He's asking for $15 million. He's going to get at least 12 I think, maybe for a year or two, maybe even three. But I'm surprised he's still sitting out there, too. What do you think happens with him? Odorizzi is pretty interesting, but you know what? He really... uh. He really wants to be paid, and you know what? I I, I don't really – you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to go with um, – you know what? I could see him maybe going back to Minnesota maybe. You know what? I've been started thinking that too. That might make some sense. They're enough under the luxury tax that they can take him on. Mm-hmm. Um, I could – Angels should, but we know how they operate, so they probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We know how they just don't they just don't uh attack the pitcher market uh, too aggressively and I don't know why it's it's we we make fun of this all the time. We talk about it all the time. It's just completely asinine on their part. 100% brother. It really is. It's 100 it's ridiculous at this point. Um he needs to be back. I mean, they need to get him. The Angels need pitchers. Like I just don't get it. We talk about it all the time, but they just don't care. They think Alex Cobb and um, Quintana is going to be the answer. I'm sorry, guys. It's not going to cut it. Even in the AOS, that is not going to cut it. Nope, not going to cut it at all, brother. You're absolutely right with that. <laughs> that is not going to cut the cheese out there. But I think I like the Mariners getting packs, and they're, they're trying at least. I mean, they have a bunch of good outfield prospects. Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kliniak is going to be really good. So at least things are trending upwards there. Absolutely. But, all right, I think we addressed most of the moves. Um, so spring training rules. All right, so I'll be going back down to see Bobby, of course. Spring training, man, it's going to be tough. It's not what we want, but we're going to do what we can. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, that's basically all we can do, you know. Um, as Julian, we've, Julian's been saying this all offseason to me, off the, off uh, air, he's been saying that um, – you know, we're probably not going to be able to go to the workout. You really have to um, know somebody to get on there. And you also said it too. They they they're not even allowing like reporters on the on the field this year. Who knows how it's going to happen? So hopefully they have it. I said this to Julian today. Hopefully they televise something so we can give us something to talk about. I know, man. Ugh, it's just tough right now. You can't have them in there. 
as you said, the Super Bowl has reporters in the field. They have 25,000. Uh-huh. Steinbrenner can't even let their tickets go for the first game yet. Looking on StubHub yesterday, freaking $300 uh, for tickets. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't even t- – I'm sorry. What? 300 <laughs> Yeah. I wanted to see your audio reaction to save that one. You're, you're – uh, forgive my language, guys. You're shitting me, right? No, like I think they uh, – uh, it's not even excusable. But, yeah, apparently 300 per ticket someone sent me. So saying that's what they were looking at right now. I think it was really good, Steve, but it doesn't matter. It's spring training for Christ's <laughs> sakes, honestly. How much did – if you don't mind me asking, how much did you spend last year for spring training game? No, sure, brother. Um, It was around 80 or 100 per okay. ticket. We sat right behind the dugout. I can't complain. It was a nice seat, nice time back when things were normal. I may say more <laughs> than anything, but – um. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to see. It's a mess right now. Um, it's just all up in the air. We're going to try to meet with some of our good Yankee friends down there, see if we can get some good interviews. We do have a couple interviews lined up for next week already, so I'm excited about that. I know you are too. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am, yeah. But I- I'm going to tell you this. The fact that they're going to charge people $300 to go to a, a spring training game, like, come on, really? Come on, get- cut us some slack. For real. Yeah, like, I'm not happy right now. It's like they're just trying to wait, make like a big money grab, and then they're trying to make like a rush when the tickets go on sale. It's just so ridiculous. I can't right now. But well, we have to keep our antennas up for that. Like, I'll let you know once we figure out what's yeah, going on with that. The show that. goes on. Yeah, somehow, some way, we will hopefully be in there for that game, which they changed from the 27th, which I'm even more pissed about because now I got to change the flight, the time, and all that that was supposed to leave on Sunday. Uh, I mean, COVID, so- man. Yeah, so what you're so you're gonna change it to it's still gonna be the 28th, just later in the day, right? You said. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna have to do. I'm, I'm gonna have to see what I'm gonna do with that. It's uh, just, it's yeah. Of I course, know. of course, everything gets messed up. Thanks, Rob. Ugh, Rob, man, but um, yeah, I don't know like how that's gonna look. We're still trying to get into the workouts. It's not gonna happen most likely, but we're trying to do everything we can to get in there somehow. It's gonna be a big challenge, obviously. I just wish things were back to normal, but we still have a ways to go, unfortunately. But you know what? We're going to make the best of it. We'll look for what videos we can. We'll do our daily reports still. We'll set up our interviews. We have a lot of big stuff going on. Yes, we do. We got a lot of stuff going on. We'll do what we can. And just like, like we did, Julian and I, during the Super Bowl, we were limited with things, too. But we just made the best of it. That's a good point. That's a great point. We're going to get as close to Steinbrenner as we possibly can. We'll see. I mean, on the game, on the game, we can actually get there. So that's good. But other than that, I have no idea. Uh, Yeah, no, that's going to be interesting to see how they, uh, they do that. Like during the workouts, if we want to go there, if they're going to like try to kick people off saying you can't be here, it's going to be interesting to see what what I'm going to do. As soon as I get the car, brother, as soon as I get the car from the airport, I'm going straight there to see if if we can do anything. That's what I'm going to do. So we'll see. Yeah, we're gonna figure out soon enough. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out one way or another. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going unless I get no for an answer. Though no, I'm gonna make them turn me down. So we'll see. We're gonna try. <laughs> oh man, it's just one of those things. So, and they also changed the structure too. We're only playing like five teams. Like they they divide the regions. Marlins announced they're having twenty percent, which is cool for our trip. We're planning for Tampa, Miami. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. You know, yeah, I did see your funny tweet, 20%, and you said, like, that changes anything. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, actually would be higher than what they get. It's going to be something. I think people will go <laughs> now. I really do. Just Yeah, simply, I th- exactly. I just, think to get, just to go to a baseball game, and I don't blame them, too. But, uh, yeah, no, no. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know what? Um, to see how, you know, what if they're going to play full nine-inning games. It, it, it's, it's, it's really thing. interesting to see what happens. Yeah, we didn't talk about that because here's the you just gave a good point. Um, pitchers can apparently, if they're going more than 21 pitches, they can stop the inning. So I don't love that. I mean, I get it. Spring training, you want to save arms, but can't we just play the games? There should be enough guys. But the only thing that's weird here is that um, I don't know how many guys outside the 40 men are going to let into camp this year because I know they're talking about starting the minors later. So maybe that's why this is taking place. You know, they're talking about seven inning games, seven inning double headers. We can't stand, but. At least for spring training, it's more um, reasonable. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and we're going to find out more within the next week or so. 
Yep, these next few days are going to be stressful. We're going to get to it. We're going to see what we can and can't do. We're going to make the most of it, like you said. So absolutely, just can't dwell on it. Just got to keep moving forward, and we're going to see what happens. Absolutely. That's all we can do, bro. That's all we can do. So in terms of the season, I think we finally got word that there's no DH this year. No, yeah, no uh, universal DH. I mean, I'm, I'm not happy about it. I think that's what's best for baseball. But listen, if that's what gets us 162 games, I'll take it. But here's the thing. I'm not happy about it either. But I can live with it as long as there's no expansive playoffs. Like if we do expansive playoffs and there's no DH, then I'm going to be really pissed because that's just nonsense. And that's why this isn't happening because – they want to use that as a bargaining chip and they want the expanded playoffs, but the players don't want it because it, it makes the owners want to spend less. And here's what we need to talk about too. The Orioles, Pirates, Marlins, and Tampa Bay, I think are the four teams I want to say have combined salary less than what the Dodgers have. That's just disgusting. And the Orioles too, if I didn't say them. Yeah, that's, that is, that's gross. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Ugh. They need to make a salary cap floor in baseball, not a cap. The ca- you can spend as much as you want. That's fine. But at least pit like a $50 floor. I mean, the Indians gutted their team, and they have a lower payroll than the Pirates now, which is just really embarrassing. Of course, it's Dolan's cousin that would have let that happen, figures. But um, James Dolan, yeah, no need to go into him too much. But, yeah, Derek Jeter was told there's no universal DH, so that's that. I agree. I think that, you know what, listening a salary cap in baseball, I think is what's best. I really do. You know what? Look, it sucks because cap space and listen with football and free agency coming up is really irritating, especially if your team doesn't have cap space and they can't do anything. But I think it just helps out in baseball. I I think it would benefit in baseball. I really do. You actually want a number to stop teams from spending too. I mean, like, I think it would help. I really do. Oh, I want that's. I don't need teams to stop spending. Although the Yankees have acted like the luxury tax is a cap now at two ten, which it's not, by the way. But I need. A, I want a salary cap floor so the teams that don't spend have to spend more. That's what I want. Like if the owners can't pay, if the owners can't pay the players, then sell the team. I don't need to see situations okay. like no, no that Aaron, makes sense. I don't need to see situations like the Rockies trading Nolan Arenado for and giving fifty million dollars. Like that's just bad for baseball. It's terrible. That makes sense. You know what? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm saying, like, listen, like with caps, I think when a team with a cap space, I think, you know what? It help. It helps teams. It, it stops teams from spending and going over. But it also, when you have cap space, that's when teams go crazy. But, I mean, like, with me, I mean, like, I think it would help out in baseball. But, you know what? I do agree with what you're saying about – um. <clears throat> the if team they need to spend like they can't just sit down and do it like i i get that i agree with yeah, that yeah i'm getting sick of teams trying to use the Astros and cubs model it's not it's very overrated it doesn't work for everyone it actually most times it does not work baseball and tanking are not two things that should be put together drafting baseball is very hard it's very hard to I agree. it's one of the toughest drafts to nail it's not like the nba where you see zion lebron james or anthony davis you're like oh we know that dude's gonna be legit like yeah you get your price harbors you're mike trouts and those guys um that obviously stands out you're steven strasburg's the world but you get more bust than not in baseball, I feel like, especially with those high picks. Like, the Yankees have had a tough time drafting, or they don't draft high ever, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, no, no, no. I understand what you're saying 100%, and I agree with you. I agree with that. Yeah, so I think we're going to about to wrap this up, but one last thing I'll say, and you can have your final thoughts, obviously. Um, Wilson and O'Day, much better than Adam Avino. So big win with that. Yes. And I think yeah. Brian Cashman's done a great job, all things considered. I know he gets a lot of heat, but I just want to say that it's not his decision to sit under the luxury tax. That's Hal's decision. Cashman's working with what he has right now, and he's doing the best he can to give us a World Series team and stay under the tax at the same time. Yeah. I agree. I think that um, Darren O'Day and Wilson are definitely better than what Adovino gave to us in his time with us. And I'm excited to see what they have. And you know what? Brian Cashman really gets ridiculed, especially by us. Sometimes we get upset with him, but he's doing everything he can. And you know what? Yeah. 
ownership basically trumps anything he wants to do unless he gets their approval. And you know what? I think with what he's done this offseason, he's done a fantastic job. And I can't wait to see what he's what he's done and what his what the team he has crafted will look like this year. Oh, there's also we didn't talk about Jay Bruce, brother. What are your thoughts on that? Oh no, oh Jay Bruce, yeah, no. Uh with that, you know what? He's a it's a minor league deal, it's a lefty bat. You know what? I do like it. I mean, of course we would have liked Kyle Schwarber a lot better. But Jay yeah. Bruce, you know what? A lefty lefty bat in our lineup, but we always could you we needed it, we got it. And you know what? His swing at Yankee Stadium is gonna be nice and smooth in the right field. Absolutely, brother. I think he could play some first too. He could possibly take Mike Ford yeah, his situation. Absolutely. So I would like him better than four. We said that off the air as well. So um, I'm excited. I am. I think the team's basically complete at this point. The only thing I'll say is that you might see a few small minor moves. If Brett Garner comes back, look for Talkman to get traded or Allen to get DFA potentially. Okay. Andrew Hart's a name to watch still. Although with Urshela, um working his way back from injury and Stanton's obvious injury concerns, they might keep him for now. Albert Abreu is definitely unnoticed, as we said, because he doesn't have any options left. Also, Mike Ford, if Jay Bruce makes the team. Yeah, that, it's going to be – this spring training is going to have a lot – is going to um, figure out a lot of things with our lineup. So it's going to be fun to watch and see who wins the battles. Yeah, I'm excited, bro. I mean, like you said, we're going to do what we can. We're going to be down there again in five days. Now, since the Justin Wilson thing happened, this podcast is definitely dropping tonight. Got to get the latest news out there. So as soon as we're done, chop this up, going out there. Brother, fantastic. As always, we, we will do our closing statements now. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, brother. So you know what, Julian? I'll, um, why don't you know what? We always, you always end it. So why don't you end it for us? Okay, so we're in the process of getting a new logo, just so everyone yep. knows. We're going to make the football and the baseball, Grunt Talks, GT Sports. That's one thing. Obviously, we talked about our little surprise that we have brewing. We'll tell you guys more about that next week or so, in the next few weeks. So look out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the website, Grunt Talks MLB. YouTube is Grunt Talks MLB GT Sports. Um, then we have Apple Podcasts and Spotify's GNT Sports Talks presented by Grunt Talks. Uh, personal Twitter is JulianGlardy1. Personal Instagram is JulianGlardy11. We're also on TikTok now. So check us out on TikTok, Grunt Talks MLB. I have a TikTok. Bobby has a TikTok. Um, personal um, team Instagram is Grunt Talks team, if I didn't say it already. Brother, take it away. Thank you, brother. So my personal Twitter, btomps81, personal Instagram, bobbytompson81. Also catch out, catch um, Grunt Talks NFL. Got a lot of stuff coming up. And also check out um, uh, my top 50 NFL free uh, free agent predictions that I just posted. But catch all of our content exclusively on grunttalksmlb.com. Thank you guys so much for everything. We got a lot going on and we can't wait to show you, to share with you guys soon. Brother, always a pleasure. Absolutely. Can't wait. Five days. Let's go. Need some sun again because I'm already sick of this weather. Absolutely. And you'll definitely get it, bro. (laughs) All right. Can't wait, bro. See you.